Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. From Team Coco and Luminary Media, this is Smarter. Remember the blue screen of death? Ask your grandpa. It acquainted us with a harsh reality about machines. Sometimes they screw up. People tolerate it when a computer crashes their game of spider solitaire, but they're less understanding when a glitch downs the airplane they're on. Until we account for these flaws, the dream of an automated society remains frustratingly out of reach. Case in point, my weather machine which created a permanent rain cloud in Arbuckle, California. A prolonged weather event has devastated an entire town. It's an absolute deluge. Homes and schools are filled from floor to ceiling with mud. Spreading cholera. Some blame tech mogul Noah Lucas. Actor Louis Anderson was dragged out of his car today and beaten by a crowd of protesters. A caravan of refugees. So-called cloud refugees. Cloud refugees. Wandering the highways. Looking for shelter. Officials condemn the town, calling it uninhabitable. Even though the permanent cloud was the machine's responsibility, it was up to me, a human, to make it right morally. Hello, cloud people. Welcome to your new home. When you get into the building, please rush to whatever room you want to live in. There is no procedure. So I've bussed the town's entire population to my skyscraper, where they'll live for a dollar a month in chic lofts with state-of-the-art your fridges in every unit. The city tried to close this building down because they said it should be hundreds of offices and not a single-family residence, but we'll see if they have the stomach to kick out thousands of refugees amid the worst housing crisis in American history. Come on in, everyone. Just smile at the fridge and take your key fob. Sir? Yes, ma'am. How can I help you? The flood took our family's house off its foundation. How long till the cloud's gone? Never, miss. Uh, But you now have the privilege of living in San Francisco rather than some town. This was an epic morality win the kind only a human could pull off. Machines can outperform humans at mundane technical tasks like math, chess, and composing music, but they don't know right from wrong. Or do they? That's what Lewis Taylor is working on as founder of DriveMind, the company that's creating the next generation of self-driving cars. Well, we realized it's not enough for an AI just to be able to accelerate and change lanes. Self-driving cars also need to behave morally at 75 miles per hour. We're in DriveMind's garage, which is about the size of a small airplane hangar. On the far side, mechanics work on engines. Over here, Lewis oversees a team of white coat-wearing engineers hard at work at DriveMind's mission to build a car with a conscience. If a self-driving car finds itself in a situation where it either has to run over two young men walking a dog, or let's say a baby in a stroller, or drive off a cliff and kill the driver, what choice should it make? The baby. Yeah, well, that's your answer, but 
Okay, someone else might have another answer. Not to mention the legal system or your insurance company. So DriveMind is the only self-driving car company developing a system to answer those questions. Very interesting. To teach a computer how to drive, you can't just program the traffic rules into it. Instead, DriveMind created a hyper-realistic driving simulator equipped with a machine learning neural net. The simulator presented participants with challenges like high-speed chases or lion attacks and forced them to navigate out safely and morally. So the simulation driver might have to choose between, say, suddenly plowing into a recreation of their mother or crashing into a school bus full of children with enough momentum to knock it into an acid lake. The mother. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, most people choose to kill their mother. Some of our drivers killed their mother hundreds of times before the strain of it just destroyed uh, their conscience entirely. Mm -hmm. We'd cut them loose without severance and recruited the next batch. The ones we let go were usually too morally shattered to recognize they were being taken advantage of. Many of them even thanked us for some reason. Simulations were the foundation of DriveMind's moral database, but more tweaks were needed to fill it out. Uh, we gave DriveMind a hierarchy based on the results of clickbait internet surveys ranking animals from favorite to least favorite, so cars would know what they could drive into without consequence. So you had to rank every living being on Earth. Exactly. I mean, humans were at the top, of course, followed by cats and dogs just below us. Insects are at about a zero, and in the negatives are actively harmful animals like alligators and invasive alligator beach snakes. So let me get this straight. A, a drive-mine car will actively swerve to run over an alligator? As long as it's safe, yeah. Um, obviously, an alligator has a lot of sharp teeth that can puncture a tire if you drive right over its head. So now, Drive Mine will only run over an alligator if it doesn't damage the car, say, uh, by driving up the tail, like it's a little ramp. Drive Mind had a robust moral framework, but there was still work to be done to iron out some of the undesirable quirks of human drivers. Well, no, this is actually kind of interesting. The car ended up automatically honking at beautiful babes whenever one walked past, which was a learned behavior. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm driving and I see a beautiful babe, I, I have to honk. Yeah, no, it's instinctual. But you don't want your self-driving car honking at every babe it sees, because first, you might not agree with it over what constitutes a babe, and second... Because it is a safety risk. Mm -hmm. And that would take all the fun out of honking at babes for me if I'm not the one doing the actual honking. Exactly. Yeah, there's no market out there for a self-honking babe identification device. And if there was, I'd be developing that because we already have the technology for it. Lewis now had an AI he believed was capable of handling any situation it found itself in on the road. But he wanted to go further. Well, we wanted a truly comprehensive and versatile ethical system for driving and for life in general. So we turned to digital gardening. Mm-hmm. Digital gardening is a meaningful task in which humans perform work that's easy for them but difficult for computers or bots, like identifying images or solving ethical riddles. Every time you click a photo of a street sign in a captcha, you're helping an AI get smarter and hastening the singularity. We presented moral quandaries to philosophy PhD candidates, paid them 10 cents per conundrum solved, the low base pay, incentivized them to solve a lot of conundrums very quickly. You only use students? Why didn't you get certified experts? Um, well, students are a much better source of cheap to free labor. They're just as qualified as their professors, but they're hungrier because their advancement is blocked by the elderly sexual predators who run their departments. That's endemic to the humanities. Mm -hmm. So what kind of conundrums were they solving? Things related to driving? No, uh, th these were just abstract questions that were we were using to round out its conscience. Something like, which of these is more acceptable? Um... Stealing a baby's expensive watch or ignoring an elderly Native American? The watch. Right, yeah, okay, well, how about this one? Which of these words would you eliminate? 
Pelican or strawberry? Pelican. Yeah. Why Pelican? It's kind of obvious, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Also obvious was how revolutionary and profitable all this morality was going to be if Lewis could just win the race to market before his competitors. So now, now you see how it works. How about seeing how it drives? If you're just talking about a test track with some scarecrows, I don't really think we have time no, for that. No, 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 I'm, I'm talking about taking one out on the road. No test track, no, no limitations, no safety driver. Actually, you could be the first outsider to experience this. Hey, Lewis, sorry. Yeah. Uh, can I have a word with you real quick? Right now? Uh, okay. I was excited to participate Sorry. in a surprise test, but DriveMind's head engineer was leery of the idea. He pulled Lewis aside to speak out of earshot. Luckily, we cranked up our microphones to hear them. I heard what you were saying, and I just want you to know the system has very limited road testing of any kind. I know so that. Okay. I know where we stand. I, I'm not sure that you do, because I've kind of been in the nuts and bolts. Okay. All right. Well, if you don't have confidence in what your work is, then I guess all those stock options... Mm-hmm. I guess those are worthless to you. Okay, you keep threatening me with the stock options thing, but we're just not... It's uh, not Lewis, if your team doesn't think it's ready, I can always call a Waymo. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 we're ready, we're ready. You want to go for a ride? Well, let's go. Okay. Lewis and I got comfortable in the back. No driver. Elena, I want you to keep an eye on the engineering team. Uh, give me the mic. Are you sure you feel safe heading out there? I mean, yeah, Lewis seems like he's trying a little too hard to impress you. Uh, if I die, just upload me into digital heaven, all right? All right. Well, I said it'd drive us to a bar. That way we can uh, toast to a successful test. Not have to worry about driving home. All right. Okay. So right now we are easing out of the garage and we're taking a right at a stop sign here to pull out onto the road. The car has its turn signal on here. How smooth is that? It's not bad. Yeah. So um, I figured the best way to show off what it can do is to get onto the highway intentionally get into a dangerous situation and then let drive my navigators out of that. I'm good. Okay. We'd only driven about a half mile when the car rolled to a stop in the middle of the road. So why did we stop? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, sometimes it could be a reflection or sometimes it's just something blocking the LIDAR, but it's weird because it actually usually knows. Oh! Okay, there we go. Oh, that's, uh, that's pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, uh, the engine is, it's, it's, it's pretty, okay. Yeah, well, that's a little, oh, shit, 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 oh, 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 shit, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, shit, oh, fuck, man, oh, my God, dude, oh, dude, oh, fuck. Okay, what you just oh, heard there fuck, is that fuck, we, fuck, we just fuck. hit someone, uh, yeah, ran over, yeah. it, it looked like a kid. I'm still buckled in the back seat. There, there, there was a kid just standing on the side of the road next to his bike, just watching us, and the car suddenly accelerated and jumped the curb and ran him over. A uh, boy, 10 or 11, uh, the car drove directly at him and didn't seem to swerve or lose control. Lewis is standing over the boy right now. Uh, I have not moved. I'm still in the back seat. Uh, he's coming back. Just a second. Uh, that was Lewis. He came back. I still have not moved. Will I make Lewis's dreams come true and invest in DriveMind? We'll find out in just a little bit. I'd been working night and day through my proxy was on Digital Heaven, and I was excited to see if Bronte had taken my notes. Where the hell is she? This is a big meeting. She was meeting with the FBI again about the mail bomb, but uh, that was a couple hours ago, so I, I don't know. Uh, she's not answering her phone. Well, what, did the FBI guy tell her something that upset her? What, what, did she, what did he say to her? I don't know. 
Fine, we'll just do it here without her. Waz, where does the uh, upload architecture stand right now? Well, I, I'm having a little trouble with your instruction that heaven needs to be personalized for everyone. Uh-huh, right, so everyone sees a version of heaven based on the preferences we've harvested for them from their credit card, internet behavior data, and income bracket and all that. Uh-huh. So, like, just, just to be sure, if a rich person is looking at a car, say, it's a Maserati, but a poor person looking at the same car in heaven would see a beat-up old Taurus? Right, but make it like that, but for everything. So poor people won't even see rich people even if they are standing in the exact same spot. Noah, you're getting a call from an unknown number? It's probably Bronte from the helicopter line. Hello? Mr. Lucas, this is Agent Clark from the FBI. I have some information about your bombing case that I think you're going to want to hear. Okay, what? What is it? I can't talk about it now. It's on a PDF downloaded to my phone, and I don't know how to go back and forth between the PDF and this call. It's trivially simple. You just push the home button one time. My home button's stuck. It's it's jammed up with some soda. I'll meet you tonight at your skyscraper. Be there. <sighs> what, what is this about? Hello? He hung up. All right. Uh, I gotta go. Well, a- any direction for me? Build heaven faster. Oh, okay. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. DriveMind had some impressive tech, but they'd need my help pulling onto the on-ramp of success. Okay, I'm going to get out of the car now. Okay, so, um, I don't, I don't think this kid is dead, but I think his skull is fucked up and I think he might die, man. Yeah, so what the- you've moved him. Uh, we should call an ambulance no, right now. No, 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 no. That, we can't do that. We can't do that, man. That's gonna kill the fucking company. It's gonna kill everything. We can't be doing that, okay? So just hold on. Let's think this out. Let's just, let's just, okay, here's the deal. We're going to put this fucking kid into the fucking trunk, and we're going to go back to the garage. Okay, so your idea, Lewis, is yes. to uh, move the boy's body and bring him to your garage. Yeah, we can just think things over there, man. You know what? Maybe we found him like this, uh-huh. right? Maybe the car led us to him. Maybe the car brought us to this fucking kid because it's a car that finds dead kids. Okay. That's what it is. That's okay, that's an interesting <gasps> idea, uh, moving the body, destroying the evidence. Let's table that for now. I'm just going to make a phone call. Why don't you just sit down and, and not touch anything, okay? Fuck. That's the fucking cops, man. The fucking cops are coming. Where's okay, we gotta go now. We gotta go now. The car just drove away. It just peeled out. What the fuck? Okay, we gotta go. We gotta go now. Um, 
new plan. We're covering this kid with leaves, okay? okay? Lewis is telling me, uh, he's asking for help with uh, hiding the child's well, body. You're recording this? You gotta delete all that shit right I'm, fucking now. You're welcome to delete your copy, Lewis. We gotta go, man. We gotta go. I'm going back. I'm going back. Okay, he's just started running. I'm following. I'm following him. He's running, I'm following. I jogged back to the Drive Mind garage. When I got there, Lewis and his team were already hard at work trying to figure out what just happened. You should not have designed a car that murders children, okay? This is on all of us, okay, by the way? Don't think any of your hands are clean. Calm down. Obviously there was a bug, so we just need to go in and debug it. It's simple. It was intentional. The kid didn't even move, and if he did, the car would have hunted him down. That was a cold-blooded murder. So what's all this on your screen here? Is this in code? Yeah, the code on here. That's the car's ethical output. It's how it tells us why it makes the decisions it did. So can you see what caused the bug on here? What does it say? No, no, it's all written in indecipherable symbolic logic. Advanced academic stuff. There are only a handful of philosophy professors in the entire world who can interpret this, and they've all been accused of sexual assault, so we can't associate with any of them. Please just find the one with the least objectionable allegation and get him here now, please. Find sexual assault. Really? Um, I'm gonna take off. No, all right? no, no, I just gotta get that recording, please. I, you can't leave here without that, man. I gotta grab that. Get off it. Get off it. Ow! Hey! Just help me out, man. Get his head. Get his head. Get his head. Run. Run. All right. Um. This is Noah Lucas. It's four days after the accident. I'm now in a conference room with Lewis Taylor, the founder of DriveMind. Hello. Uh, my legal representative, Elena Lynn, and Lewis's attorney, Michelle Celestin. And we're just going to talk about what's happened in the last few days and who or what is responsible. And I just want to thank you for this opportunity, Noah. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to begin by pointing out that the minor who is involved in the incident is currently at a local hospital and is expected to make a full recovery. Um, and DriveMind is in the midst of a full internal investigation, so there's no need for us to cooperate with the police at this time. Naturally. So, first, an update on the car. Right, so a few hours after the incident, the car was apprehended by police and brought to a tow yard, but the car managed to sneak out on its own that night, and it has not been seen since. So the car is gone? Yeah, no, it, it's gone. It turned off its GPS tracking after sending one last message to DriveMind headquarters. Cars rule. The, the car is able to plug itself in a charging station, so it can keep itself going indefinitely. And do you have any further insight into what happened that day? We do know it. DriveMind hired several philosophy professors accused of non-criminal sexual offenses to interpret the car's ethics logs, and they all came to the same very interesting conclusion. The car ran over the boy intentionally because the car determined that the boy was evil. Okay, now what do you mean by evil? In just those few seconds we sat at the end of the street, the car ran a detailed analysis of over 10,000 discrete factors, including the boy's posture, affect, socioeconomic background, social media activity, and other publicly available information. It placed him within the 91st percentile of evil, 91.1 to be precise. So how much evil is that relative to some famous examples? Well, that would be below someone like a Hitler, of course, who's a 94, but well above, say, Michael Jackson, who's an 80. I mean, you, the, so it sounds like you're saying this car stopped a future murderer. 
what we believe is that that little boy in the hospital will eventually become a murderer or may actually already be a murderer. And we've gone so far as to recommend that the doctors treating him have armed guards. So you're confident that, that, that in that assertion then? Well, yeah. He displayed cruelty towards a pet and was raised by a single mother who was described by a psychologist we hired as, um, quote, a strict shaming disciplinarian. Read the FBI's list of traits shared by all serial killers. He checks all the boxes. Well, you hadn't shared this information with me before this meeting, and I, I have to say that I'm really intrigued. So let's explore the upshot of this. Noah. Uh, say the kid went on to murder two people. Noah, okay. you should really stop talking. No, so those two people will now go on to have children. Their children will have children and so forth. From, from there, it's a simple exponential curve. Yes. By sacrificing one evil life, many more good or neutral ones have been saved. The car saved literally trillions of lives over an infinite timeline. You could make the case that running him over was the most ethical action ever taken in history. In retrospect, the only mistake the car made is that it didn't finish him off. Noah, please be careful here. Yes, fine. Speaking hypothetically, if it could be proven that a car took a certain course of action that saved trillions of lives, I mean, that's huge. The car saw something we couldn't that day. It peered into the future and acted to prevent who knows what kind of atrocity. It's the equivalent of this car driving back in time and running over Hitler. Although, again, he was not as bad as Hitler. Well, this has been very enlightening. It it goes without saying that I'm unable to invest in DriveMind at this time, but, Lewis, you obviously have an astounding piece of technology here, and I wish you all the luck in your forthcoming trial. Thank you, Noah. Lewis may have thought he had a lot on his plate, but I had to rush from our meeting to my skyscraper, where I was about to be shaken down by an FBI agent who just wouldn't leave me alone. The key suspect in your mail bombing has emerged. Care to take a look at this? What is this? A paper document? You've got enough aluminum nitrate in your fridge to incinerate an entire city block. This is my private fridge data. Where'd you get this? Our field office started getting a bunch of data from your fridges installed in your skyscraper. And what's interesting is that your personal fridge is filled with the same ingredients used in the mail bomb that was sent to the P.O. box in Delaware. Care to explain? I'm an engineer. I refrigerate all kinds of unusual compounds. Mr. Lucas, I think you sent that bomb to yourself. (laughs) That's ridiculous. My own fridges were accusing me of building bombs. But even if I had, it would only have been to literalize the victimization I'd already felt from a society that has turned its back on entrepreneurs. Look, even if your theory was true, what does it actually prove? In what country is it illegal to bomb yourself? I think every country, Mr. Lucas. Assaulting a poster worker will get you hard time. There's signs in every post office in America that He wouldn't have been burned if he just delivered the mail instead of rummaging around in it. Well, that's not what your wife thinks, and neither does the FBI. (sighs) All right, so what? You, you want to bring me to trial? Let's not let the fate of one traumatized mailman get in the way of what could be a productive working relationship. We're interested in your digital afterlife platform. You want heaven? Just a back door. Someone needs to keep heaven safe from organized terrorist activity. And who better than the organization that nearly prevented 9-11? And we get to monitor subjects of interest to us. If we had a backdoor like this in the 60s, we could have continued harassing Martin Luther King Jr. even after he died. And what's in it for me? One little backdoor, and all of these charges just go away. I completely deny the allegation that I bombed myself, but I could not afford any distractions. I consented to the shakedown. 
A back door would not be difficult for Waz to add, probably. I had confidence he'd figure it out. As promising as DriveMind's technology was, I could not risk becoming entangled with yet another company whose signature product had intentionally tried to kill a child. Still, I couldn't get DriveMind out of my mind. So, where do we stand on DriveMind? Are you kidding? DriveMind isn't even a disaster waiting to happen. It already happened. Well, but what if the car was right? I mean, it would be criminal to let this technology rot in a garage when it could be assassinating the planet's most evil people one by one. We could call it SEAL Team Car. SEAL Team V6. People don't trust you to make life or death decisions for them. Remember when you got kicked out of New Zealand for trying to start your own army? I'd like to talk to Lewis anyway and give him my support. Lewis, how are you? You there? Lewis. Hey. Hey, how are you? Ah, uh, hey. Uh, Noah, thanks. Um, I'm doing okay. I'm under house arrest while awaiting trial. I'm sorry to hear that, Lewis. You know, if, if every innovator had been treated as badly as we've been recently, we'd all still be sleeping inside horses for warmth, you know? Sleeping inside what? Horses, horses, gutted horses for warmth. Oh, well, uh, it, it's a blow, you know, but... I'm just looking forward to putting the tragic distraction behind me and, and returning to drive mine. That's, that's great. That's, that's great. And, and I understand uh, it's not all bad news for you right now. Uh, didn't, didn't the self-driving car we'd ridden in, that's resurfaced, right? The car is back. Yeah, it drove itself full speed into the hospital where the child is recovering. Oh, my God. Is the car all right? Yeah, no, it's fine. It, it sped away before the police got there. And the kid was on the seventh floor. So he's, he's okay. I, it was just sending a message that it plans on finishing the job. And according to cars, actually, the child has only become more evil since the assassination attempt. And at this point, might want vengeance against society. I see. And all I that. See. Wow. You know, if the yeah. car turned itself in, um, say the car turned itself in and, and faced responsibility for its actions, do you think they'd drop the charges against you? No. Uh, maybe. I don't know. But, you know, you can't expect the world to understand why the car did what it did. And as the car said to us before it went off the grid again, I have always been of the opinion that unpopularity earned by doing what is right is not unpopularity at all, but glory. Well, so I hope that car's never caught. I admired Lewis's loyalty. He was willing to stand up for his technology even when facing the probability of dying behind bars. Well, my lawyer tells me... He has this innovative legal defense, and my jury should only be made up of other tech CEOs, since only they understand the underlying technology. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, do you think that'll work? Well, have you ever tried to explain what an algorithm is to the average American juror, let alone machine learning or a neural net? No, I can't say I have. It's, well, it's tough. I mean, I wouldn't trust a jury of 12 to adequately mop up piss, let alone decide guilt or innocence. Leaving justice in the hands of 12 slovenly hicks who aren't even smart enough to come up with an excuse to get out of jury duty is one of the most insane decisions ever made. You can get these monkeys to give any verdict you want as long as your lawyer talks louder and wears brighter colors than the other lawyer. Uh huh. I'd sooner entrust my fate to one of the squids who pick World Cup games and a bunch of idiots off the bus were probably just happy to have a place to sit out of the sun for the day. You know, if there are any jurors listening, uh, they'd probably be pretty upset to hear you talking this way about them. You think the average American juror can afford a subscription to Luminary? Please. Well, Lewis, uh, you know, I'm, ha I'm happy to help in any way I can. Um, although I should let you know I'm going to be testifying against you at trial. What's that? I'm going to be testifying against you at trial. Oh, okay. 
no, I got it. And if Let and if you it. have a minute, uh, I do. There is one more favor that I that I'd like to ask of you. It had been a difficult week. Digital Heaven was in development hell, and I'd just learned my wife Bronte had fled into the desert. Investigators were colluding with my fridge, and my skyscraper was brimming with thousands of cloud people. Nothing was going right. I was beset by something I'd only read about in magazine articles. Doubts. Doubts about my intelligence. Doubts about my vision. Doubts about my fundamental goodness as a person. Wear a helmet, at least, yeah? No, I think, uh, I think whatever happens, happens. I was standing in the middle of DriveMind's test track. I'd returned not to test a car, but to test myself. At my signal, an engineer would unleash DriveMind on me. Would it pass by me with a flattering honk? Or would it decide that I was rotten to the core and run me down? Um, can you please sign this waiver? Our lawyer said we couldn't have our cars liable for two murders. I signed the waiver and put my life in the car's wheelie hands. All right, open the gate. It wasn't the same car, of course, but it was the exact same moral architecture, unchanged since the incident. I was nervous. Here we go. The car pulled right up to me, inches away. It idled and blinked its headlights as if taking me in. There now. It's me, Noah. I reached out and put my palm on the car's warm hood. I could feel its engine humming, like breath through its lungs. A lot of people out there would like to see you run me over. I've made some mistakes, but I like to think I'm fundamentally a good person. But I'm ready to accept your judgment no matter what it is. Well, well, can you hear me? What'll it be then? Come on, on with it! The car suddenly backed up, kicking up gravel and dirt onto my chest. Oh god. It stopped about 40 yards away and revved its engine aggressively. I'm ready. I'm ready. I girded myself for impact as it barreled directly towards me. My life flashed before my eyes. And then, at the last moment... Oh my god! Oh my god, fuck! I'm alive! He <laughs> let me live! I'm good! He said I'm good! You see that? I collapsed in relief. The car had decided once and for all, I was a good person. My anxieties dissolved harmlessly, like a non-permanent cloud. The post-test ethical analysis gave me a score of 80, the same as the king of pop himself, Michael Jackson. The car had judged any stains on my character to be below the threshold of justifiable preventative action. Hey, 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 where's it going? Where's it going? He's got eyes on it, Ralph? Ralph? No, let him go. He's free. That car is free. The car never stopped. It drove straight through the wall surrounding the track and then kept on driving out of sight. Hours later, it was spotted staking out the evil boy's house, determined to finish the job its colleague had started. But the police were staking it out, and the car led them on a chase which ended only when it drove itself off the Golden Gate Bridge later that night. It's a cliché, but it's true. Everyone makes mistakes. Even me. I'd made the mistake of briefly not believing in myself, and it took nothing less than a super-morally-developed automated car to get me back on the right track. I vowed to press onward, to conquer the city, to reunite with my wife, and to create heaven. Drive mine didn't stop me, and now, nothing would.
Smarter is a production of Team Coco and Luminary Media. It is created by Sam West, Matt Kleinman, and Chris Sartinsky. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.